Good. Hey, Mary Kay, first I want to ask you about Mike Prefer, uh, the Browns special teams coach. Where, where do you think we are on that? Because there's been some talk the last couple of days about whether he's coming back or he's not coming back. And I don't know. I feel like the longer we go into the offseason, the, the more I feel confident that he's coming back. But uh, I was having a talk with Daryl the other day, and Daryl was like, ah, I'm not sure. What do you think? Well, as I've been writing uh, for you know the last couple of times I've addressed the issue in print, I've said that you know as of like last week or so, you know he was told you know for the most part that his job is safe, but everything's still up in the air right now. Those coaching staff decisions are still being finalized as we speak, and these discussions will continue to go on for the next couple of weeks. So there will be more movement. Uh, there will be probably some new defensive coaches coming in, some leaving. There could be changes on the offensive staff. So it's all in a state of flux right now. The coaches had last week off. So Kevin is just getting back into talking to all of them this week. I, I, I think you can make the case, sorry. I think you can make the case for Prefer to come back and, and just about the way that the special teams kind of got better as the season went on and that they were able to correct some of the mistakes and they gave him some, uh, I think they gave him a little bit more power uh, in the return game by giving him some better players in that situation. And he was also dealing with injury in the beginning of the year too. I, I, I think you can easily make the case for him to come back. Well, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances for sure. And things did get better as the season went along. I think it's mostly a matter of, uh, you know, what shakes out as all of these uh, coaching changes take place across the league. Uh, you know, does someone come available that you've always wanted to hire? Uh, are you happy with what you have, or do you think an upgrade is necessary? So these are all things that will factor in. Um, but, you know, it, it seems like the the chances are pretty good that he's going to stay, but you cannot write that in stone right now. Mary Kay, one thing that impressed me in the last week or so, Bill Callahan says thank you, but no thank you to the Jets, and then re-ups to stay with the Browns as offensive line coach. And I, I've been trying to think, is that a huge statement about Kevin Stefanski? Is it a huge statement about Andrew Barry, about ownership? Or does Bill Callahan just like working with these guys and wants to be an offensive line coach? Well, there's probably, you know, a little bit of all of those things involved in this. That Jets OC job is a challenging job. They do not know who their quarterback is going to be. They have issues on the offensive line. Uh, so it's not something where you can walk in and have some kind of immediate success and know that you're going to be set for a number of years in your career. Those are all things that you have to take into consideration when you decide to make a move, your stability, uh, your quality of life, and those kinds of things. I think that Jets OC job right now uh, is, is a little bit tricky. Mary Kay, as you watch the playoffs, and I, I think it's hard not to when you're a Browns fan, I think you're constantly checking it going, are, are the Browns better than this team? Are the Browns, could the Browns be in this situation a year from now? What are we learning about the playoffs? Not about the teams that are out there, but how far away the Browns are to being one of those teams. It's always hard to, you know, to quantify that and say how far the Browns are away because there, again, are so many extenuating circumstances, including injuries and guys coming back and not knowing who's leaving in free agency and who you're going to sign. So it's early to really look at the Browns roster and say uh, what they may or may not be capable of. I think right now, uh, in my mind, I see them as being three really good quality players away from being where they want to be. And to me, that's a speedy receiver, a really good premierish sort of defensive tackle and a, and a very good edge rusher 
to replace Jadavian Clowney. So I think if they get those three things and then you add into the mix the fact that Jim Schwartz should elevate the play of many of these defenders, they all regressed last year. So he should be able to come in here and get these guys back up off the mat and performing the way that they can. And, um, you know, I think that will help a lot. So, you know, you put Deshaun Watson in there for a whole season, you upgrade a few spots, you have a new defensive coordinator. I think they're on the right track. Mary Kay, you don't see player for player swaps, you know, every day in the NFL. Is that a way that this team could actually fill the holes that it needs to fill? Because you don't have first round picks, free agent defensive ends, and we're going to look at defensive ends later on in the show. Pro Football Focus has their number ranked number two ranked defensive end in free agency, Jadavion Clowney. So, and after that, it's you know like Justin Houston, guys who have been around Melvin Ingram. Could could this team trade a player that we like that we think is a good player for another player to fill a position? Would that surprise you? You know, I mean, at this point, it would probably surprise me because they're they're putting together their core group of players that they believe can take this team to the Super Bowl. So they're not going to be wanting to part with any or many of those players. So I would say that, you know, it, it's a little bit more of a, a long shot for something like that to happen. Um, but, you know, Andrew Barry will do whatever he possibly can to upgrade this roster. And he does do a nice job in trades. That some of his best moves, yep. including Amari Cooper, uh, have come in trades. So, um, so he will explore the, the trade market very thoroughly, and they will have the money that they need to add free agents. Everybody looks at the cap number and thinks, oh, they're not going to have the money. Well, they will have whatever money they need whenever they need that money. So um, they will be able to add those things that will help them contend for the playoffs next season. Mary Kay, do you think the NFL wanted the AFC championship game to end up in Atlanta just so they could kind of test the waters on neutral site for – uh, AFC NFC championship games. What what do you think? Do you think that I, knowing that they sold fifty thousand in like four hours or whatever it was on that first day, uh, I'm wondering if that's the future. It seems like they were pretty excited about the notion of trying that and seeing how it went. And you know they're all of course about you know expanding and uh, you know money and all of those kinds of things. So. You know, I do think that uh, they probably would have liked to have seen what that would have been like for them. Um, unfortunately, they for them, they didn't get it. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not somewhere down the road. Yeah, I think it's bad for the fans. I just, it's You know, you have these season ticket holders that have been in this thing for decades. And, you know, the, the, the jewel is to be able to buy the playoff ticket to watch your team go to the – I mean, at, at, you know, here, to be able to go – to the Super Bowl, and I think to rip a game away from uh, home field advantage not only takes away from the regular season, I think it's, it's it's kind of a slap in the face to season ticket holders and the cities that host these games for the AFC and NFC Championship. I, I don't think it's very fan-friendly to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to really think about the pros and the cons, but my first instinct is that, um, you know, like you said, that the team that gets there deserves to host that game yep. in their city and have their fans enjoy that experience and not have to spend the money and travel and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, at first glance, I, I'm not really in favor of it. Mary Kay Cabot joining us, com, where you can read all of Mary Kay's work. AFC semifinals, Mary Kay. Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. 
And yesterday we chatted about this. Boy, Deshaun Watson better be good. And if he's not, are the Browns in that conversation? There are, you know, Justin Herbert's there as well. I mean, there are six, seven really good young quarterbacks in the AFC right now. And it, to me, it almost justifies the idea of wanting to go and give up so much to get Deshaun Watson. But he, he, better, he better find what he had in Houston to, to make it pay off for this team because that, that yeah. conference is going to be just loaded forever. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, the, the quarterback landscape right now, especially in the AFC, is just off the charts. But there's every reason to believe that Deshaun Watson is still the same player that he was in 2020. I mean, there there's, you know, there's nothing that says uh, that he shouldn't be able to come back and be that player when he's got a full offseason, a full season with the team, learning the offense, learning his personnel, Kevin Stefanski learning how to call the game for him. Uh, from a talent standpoint, he certainly has all the talent that he had uh, from the last season he played in 2020. So now it's just a matter of putting the whole thing together and making sure that he's got the right pieces and parts around him too. I mean, I like I said, I still think that uh, he needs a couple of more pass catchers. That was another thing that stood out to me watching these games. Some of those catches were unbelievable. I yep. mean, unbelievable. And uh, And I just don't think you can have too many of those guys. I agree with you completely on that. Did you see enough of Watson to think, okay, there it is. That that's what it was in Houston. I know we didn't see uh, didn't see that often enough, Mary Kay, in his six games. But I, I keep going back to those first three drives in the Washington game coming out after halftime. And I think, there it is. Now can you get it on a more consistent basis? Yeah, I mean I think he definitely showed flashes of of being his former self and I do think that just I mean those were like his preseason games almost and you think about the fact that the Houston game you know that one you can almost chalk that up to hadn't played in 700 days uh, coming off of an 11 game suspension and all the emotions that were going on in Houston Uh, so that one was kind of a wash and then, you know, the, the Saints game, it was, you know, so incredibly freezing cold that you didn't get necessarily a great evaluation of a quarterback in that game. So, you know, he's only really had four sort of normal games to show what he can do. That's basically like almost like a, a preseason. So uh, I, I think the first six games of, of next season will be very telling. Uh, Mary Kay, just uh, the Pro Football Writers Association handed out their awards, all NFL, all AFC, all NFC. I'm, I'm sure you you were voting in there. Your thoughts on uh, Joel Batonio and Nick Chubb and and Miles Garrett getting back in there, and you know the reflection to say that you know there were three members of the Browns, there were three members of the Eagles, the Chiefs and 49ers had league high four players each. But you know I I think that when you're recognized by you know a group of writers not only here in Northeast Ohio but across the NFL. Man, it makes me wish for so much more for this franchise that the, the way that you guys voted on this. Yeah, I mean, the Browns are, are very fortunate to have uh, some of the best players in the NFL at their positions right now. And those three guys uh, are, you know, the three. I mean, you, you know, they're the creme de la creme of their spots. And, uh, and that's why it's so imperative that the Browns get to the Super Bowl in the next you know, three years, because that's when this Super Bowl window is open. You're not going to have this core group of players around much beyond that. You have some of them that are, you know, getting to that point where they'll be on their back nine soon. Uh, So those three. 
Mets have been amazing. It's time to get the job done. All right, last question for you. Who do you like this weekend, and then who do you like to go to this, or who do you like in the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. Um, that, uh, that high ankle sprain is a concern. So I think because of that, I'm, I'm going to go Bengals. And also we have, uh, you know, now we've got a whole team of Cleveland.com writers that cover the Bengals, so mm-hmm. it would be good for them if they would get to uh, continue <laughs> on. Um, and then the Eagles, I just think, are so – uh, so good this year. They're just so strong, so solid. That defense, that defensive line, uh, so tough. I mean, they had 70 sacks, 70 sacks in the uh, in the regular season. That's incredible. That was number one in the NFL. So I'm going Eagles. And then um, in terms of who will win, yeah. You so said now you're down to Eagles. That is a tough one. Eagles Bengals is where you have it, right? Uh, I'm gonna go Bengals. I'm gonna go Bengals. Man, I'm to go think Bengals just again. I'm with you, Mary Kay. I, I I agree with you. And I, to think that their last loss then would be the Monday nighter against us is just mind blowing to me. After watching that game and thinking where we are right now, it's it's uh, it's a pretty incredible feat that that Cincinnati has, has pulled off even to this point, even if they don't win. Um, to see what they've been able to do, especially with a revamped offensive line that they put together with Scotch Tape and looked pretty good <laughs> this past weekend. It was fun to watch them. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I mean, even though it's an AFC North rival, I mean, it's really hard not to like Joe Burrow, right? I mean, I agree. it's like he is just someone that's so fun to watch. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to go Bengals over Eagles. All right, Mary Kay, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week, and we always appreciate your time. Thank you, Mary Kay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mary All Kay. right, make sure you read her every day in the Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. And, of course, she was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We'll